Hello all ghouls and aberrations, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of Radio X Off The Record Podcast. Produced by Nova Southeastern University's one and only college radio station, Radio X. This is DJ Flacky, coming to you from Nova Southeastern University. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by an artist known as Isaac Stewart for his first American interview. Isaac Stewart is a 21-year-old singer-songwriter, pianist, and pop artist from the United Kingdom. Isaac derives his inspiration from his personal life experiences as well as the music he's listened to while growing up. His desire to express what it means to be young through his music is at the center of Isaac's creative mindset. Stay tuned to this spooky episode to hear more about Isaac and his journey as a musician in the United Kingdom. Without further ado, here is my not-so-spooky interview from summer 2021 with the lovely Isaac Stewart. So joining us today for what he just now informed me is his first American interview, we have Isaac Stewart, if you don't mind introducing yourself to our listeners. Hello, I am Isaac Stewart, um, and I'm a songwriter from uh, the UK. So I guess our first question would obviously be just a little bit about yourself and how you got into music. So at roughly what age do you think you started your musical journey? Um, I mean, I've always been surrounded by music. Um, my parents have got a, a jukebox, so we listened to lots of music when I was growing up, um, mostly songs from the 70s, soul tracks. Uh, you know, The Temptations, Diana Ross, Carole King, Michael Jackson, Joni Mitchell, proper, beautiful soul music. Um, and, uh, and so I've always, it's always been a part of my life. Um, but playing wise and, and singing and, and writing, I um, only really got into that when I was in uh, secondary school, when I was probably 13, 14. Uh, and that's when I started playing piano, um, which is my first instrument. Um, and from there, yeah, I um, I I just started. I think the first thing, the first bit of writing I did was um, I wrote a musical at my old school, and uh, and my teachers were generous enough to put it on, and I cast it, and it was all put on. So that was the first time I actually went. I can I can write songs, um, and then from there I just started writing stuff that felt a little bit more like me, and not for a stage and for theatre and um, it just developed from there. That's a cool story and I know that you mentioned saying that your first instrument that you picked up was a piano. On your website it says that you're a multi-instrumentalist so how many instruments would you say that you can play now? I can play three so I, I, piano is my main one, guitar is another one though I'm not very good I just sort of play the same chords and move them about a little bit but um and then I play ukulele as well but my, a lot of people can play ukulele that was when ukuleles were cool they were quite cool they went through like quite a, quite a cool phase and everyone was doing it so that's when I got one I think in my school I'm not sure if it was cool or just easier for the teachers to just give us all tiny little yeah. guitars <laughs> yeah 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 exactly exactly um and then as far as your creative process since you said you started with the musical and now you've transitioned into music for yourself how would you say your creative process for writing music has been the main place it starts is on a piano always or most of the time sometimes guitar but piano is where I feel most at home and it can start with anything it could be a chord sequence or a chord shape or something or a note on my phone that I've written when I've been out and about and, and a, a song title comes into my head or a few lines of a song and I'll just try and match the piano to the lyrics and just sort of sing gibberish for a little bit and see see where it goes and and 
there's a lot of times where it doesn't you know nothing comes together but then the times that the song happens you sort of get a perfect balance of the two and they they uh they meet and it, it sounds all right with your most um recent releases or your most recent single i'd say is that what happened with the track was there a kind of gibberish at first or how did that song come together the last song i released before the cover because the, the song that I, i'd say the last thing i released was a cover of the Bee Gees, uh, staying alive and i unfortunately didn't write that <laughs> but uh the the previous songs that i've released the 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 place for you in my heart i don't really remember writing it was one of those ones where i sort of it sort of came to me in like an hour's sitting and it was probably quite late it was probably like 2am or something and i was up and just writing it and i think it, it it came from that sort of world where i didn't really think or stop or have a time to think i was just writing stuff down and 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 it sort of fell out of me um do you like it when we lay like this my first one my first single um what was it i think it, it went through a few variations i think i had the title first actually do you like it when we lay like this i had the question written down in fact the chorus was a conversation i had with a, a previous partner it was you know do you like it when we lay like this i like it when we lay like this and then she said me too and um it was a it was a real conversation I, I remember laying there going i should write that down <laughs> so i uh i i did and um and then that was my foundations for it and i think i picked up my guitar and started playing a few notes and, and sooner or later that that was definitely not an hours thing that was like a a good month maybe of of going back to it and and, and going away and leaving it for a little bit so yeah it just depends there's no i wish i um did the same thing every time and it worked, but it, you just can't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, if only creative stuff were like that. Um, yeah. Does she happen to know that the song was like kind of inspired from that conversation? Yeah, she, she absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we were we were together at the time when I wrote it. Um, so it was that it was that kind of thing. But it has since been released when we're not together. Um, and she uh, but she knows. And, I, and obviously I told her and she's happy that it's been released. She's, she likes it. That's cool to hear. And the song that was released that within that 3 a.m., well, just the a.m. vibe, mm. obviously that's a really interesting time frame. And I found it funny how you mentioned, you're like, I don't even remember. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> um, with all these singles that you have in the works and the cover that you mentioned, is there a plan for a full album sometime? Uh, yeah, I mean, eventually, definitely. Or at least I would love there to be. I think albums are what I've grown up listening to. And, and that's how I see music. And I prefer to consume music, putting a record on, having the album, it, I'm quite, you know, old school, that kind of thing. People don't really do that much anymore. And albums aren't really, uh, I don't know, financially, from a sort of musician perspective, they're, they're, they're very expensive to make and very difficult to make money on. And so for now, I think I'm, I have an album in my head and I've got, and, and to me it's an album, but I suppose what, what I plan to do is release the album single by single for now until I because I'm, I'm very it's very early days and I am um, I need more people listening before I can fork out on an album because uh, they're too big a project to, to throw away I think and also on a personal level it's a big project personally and emotionally and it's got to be right and you'd want to make the most of that energy I guess Definitely, I agree. Albums are something interesting nowadays, especially just like how you mentioned old school. I'm kind of old school myself, like with little CDs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But you ask anyone else and they're like, 
just go on your phone and play it like I don't understand yeah 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 absolutely but I think there's something lovely about having it and holding it and the artwork and the sleeve notes and it's it's a it's an experience that I think um I, I want it to be more wider done I think I mean it's getting there people love it and and you, there are there are definitely people that like have record players now and like having vinyl and all that kind of thing but it's just the Spotify things not going away so you've you're competing with that which is tricky 100% vinyl slowly making a comeback but I can understand where you're coming from I will read cover to cover every inch of that CD but you know Spotify doesn't have the same effect or most streaming platforms yeah exactly and then going back to your whole musical um, aspect of just your inspiration on the instruments and how you started there you mentioned that you picked up the piano but was that something that you were self-taught or have you kind of taken lessons on the instruments that you've learned so far um no it is all all self-taught yeah i um i think i used youtube quite a lot to to do it and and just by ear messed around i think i taught myself the scat my scales and then like keys you know knowing what notes fit in what key and then from there i sort of experimented and played played my favorite songs learnt my favorite songs by the chords and then you st sort of start to see patterns between songs and you go oh i can actually play all of those songs with the chords from this song and then you form patterns and it's it, yeah a lot of practice i sold my xbox to play like to, to buy a piano so uh it was a and it was a good move that's where it shows the priorities <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah um being self-taught i know sometimes it, it comes like you mentioned you pick up an ear for it do you now notice certain notes or keys just in random songs when you're listening to them i wish i was that good I, I'm not not quite there yet. I, I sometimes can, I, I try and guess. I'm usually wrong. I, I'm sometimes right. But I am getting, I'm, I find it easier to hear a song and then I can, if I'm at a piano, I can find where it is and I can play the chords and that kind of thing. And I sort of hear intervals and, and I can go, oh, that's, that's going to the relative minor of that key, but I can't tell you that key. Not yet. That's my aim. I'd like to get there, but it's just so hard. That makes total sense. Yeah, I I know some people that can do that. It's always baffling. So at least you're you're making good guesses. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as things are slowly opening up, are there any plans for upcoming performances that you have in mind, or just any interactions with fans that you have hopefully coming soon? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I um I don't know what it's like in America at the moment, but um things are sort of slowly opening up again. Gigs are actually happening um, at the moment. I think they're just socially distanced. I've got a few things booked um, later this year. My first headline show in London is happening, which is awesome. Um, and uh, that will be in November, but I'm not, that's not yet been announced. So um, yeah, more, yeah, more info will, will come hopefully later this year. Um, and then there's a few other shows that have been sort of penciled in. It just depends on whether we're allowed to. But yeah, definitely, definitely shows coming up. Not in America just yet, though, which is a shame. <laughs> We've talked a little bit about like how you got into music and then your songs that you've released thus far. Is there any more information about yourself as an artist that you'd love to share with our listeners? Good question. I think for me, I am... Um, I, I prefer the music to be the the, the, the forefront, and, and which is why I struggle slightly with Instagram a lot of the time and social media, because it becomes a little bit more about me as a person, whereas my I'm choosing to write songs, which is sort of 
an introduction in itself or it's all you know i'm i'm sort of giving you parts of me in my songs hopefully um so i guess listen to the songs and you'll probably hit you know hopefully you would get a little bit more of a vibe of who i am um but i'm i'm just excited for i think through covid people are um way more excited and willing to be moved or to be emotional and to you know i i am um, because a lot of my music isn't that upbeat and you probably wouldn't you'd slow dance to it but you wouldn't dance to it not yet anyway that's the next album um but uh i think through covid and, and not being able to go to any live events and stuff i think uh, people are way more excited to be moved and to go into a gig and actually just have a drink and cry or you know be moved by the music and be emotional and vulnerable in, in that kind of environment which excites me because that's what i want more people to do is listen to me and and be moved and, and feel things that's uh yeah that's what i hope anyway that's a super sweet way to go about it and i definitely agree i think social media has been so instrumental for a lot of artists nowadays but in your case like it's the music that you want to be the forefront so i love that with that said where can our listeners find more of your music or just your music in general so all the all the stuff is on is on everywhere spotify and youtube and apple music and, and all the usual places but then instagram is it seems to be the main the main place for everything else which is just at isaac stewart i do have twitter but i don't really use it very much so there's no point you can follow me on there if you want to but there's not much going on it's just a placeholder for now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah well that's awesome um i know that as you mentioned things are opening up more over there i think over here in the states concerts are slowly getting back in the groove by mm -hmm. hopefully by the time this episode's released we're full-fledged concerts giving out tickets yeah. away on our shows hopefully. um and hopefully you can make it to the states at some point i hope so i've never been at all so really I, yeah i really am I'm desperate to come and and see it there's so many places to, to see um what would be like your top three places you want to visit uh is it basic for me to say LA? I'd quite like to go to LA. <laughs> Not I just basic. I've just I've just seen it. It looks beautiful. I think LA definitely. New York I think would be definitely up on the top of the list, um, and uh, Nashville I think just for the music and just for the history of um, and I think it would be cool to do some sessions in Nashville actually because they churn out songs in. I heard the other day that songwriters in Nashville if they if they haven't written a song in two hours they're like no next idea and then they go to the next one they're just like machines so yeah those would be mine yeah la new york and nashville pretty cool options yeah i wouldn't I'll say they're entirely you, I'll, I'll come and see you guys though obviously florida uh, it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i always wanted to go to california i visited once and then i'm like i'm good in florida <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was a pleasure to have you join us on our podcast isaac Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. First American interview. Woo! <laughs> so, yeah, here's to many more, hopefully. That's it for this week's episode. Again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Isaac. It was our greatest pleasure to have you with us. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find more, as well as our previous seasons, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Pocket Cast, Breacher, and Radio Republic at NSU Radio X. We've got another exciting episode for you next week featuring a bedroom pop and synth artist from the Gold Coast of Australia known as Aaron Foster. For updates about this and more, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, and Snapchat 
all at NSU Radio X. Just a reminder, the views expressed by guests on this podcast are their own, and their appearance on this program does not imply an endorsement of them. Views and opinions expressed by Radio X employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of Radio X staff, the university, or its officials. With that, I bid you adieu.